everyone. You guys are listening to Luis Bevel's Real Talk. Hope everyone's having a great Tuesday. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is called Stay Away But Help. This one's about helping others, so I figured it's a fun topic to talk about. Originally, I wanted to include this on a project I'm working on called Things I Tell Myself, but since wanting to help others is such a foundation on how I live, you know, changed my mind. (laughs) Um, Yes, I know a lot of people aren't interested in others or being actively helpful, but kindness and connection are basic aspects of human behavior. And some people are just kinder, more selfless than others for deeper and more complex reasons than I could simply put. But sooner or later, any human being experiences the desire to do something good for somebody else. I believe that. And during these boxed-in quarantine times, I'm just going to try to cover more general and universal aspects of the issue of helping others, rather than just focusing on psychological or, like, particular scenarios. So here are a few things to keep in mind when you want to help somebody. Firstly, if you're taking notes. Ooh, that's good coffee. Is um, understand the person you're trying to help. This might sound obvious, and yet very few people are actually able to or willing to truly understand others. There's different reasons for this. It takes a lot of time and energy. You have to know that person intimately. You must be able to take a step back from your own beliefs, even doubting what you think you know, and so on. Understanding others isn't easy at all. It takes a lot of commitment. You must be extremely perceptive. Most people think that understanding is about emotion, but that's not entirely true. The process of understanding is a holistic one. It involves feelings, logic, sensations, expectations, shortcomings, surprise. What worked for you or for somebody else you've helped in the past won't necessarily work for any other person too, which brings me directly to my next point, and that's Number two here, note takers, proud of you. Don't disrupt their natural coping mechanism. You must be careful about this and now never get tired of repeating it. You must not disrupt people's coping mechanisms because, listen, here's my point why. As we grow up, our brain naturally develops a few coping mechanisms. Most of these are learned from others, usually like our parents or siblings, but some are entirely spontaneous. Now, If we've had a particularly difficult childhood or even if we just went to live somewhere else with different culture, different challenges, or quite simply, times change faster than we can, these coping mechanisms might not work as perfectly anymore in a new situation. Should you notice this in like a person that you're trying to help, it's major that you do not try to push them to change those behaviors. It took them years to develop them, and if you destroy those structures, they'll feel completely naked and at a loss. And in some cases, it's just like a super painful experience. Like, being naked with nowhere to hide, like everybody, all eyes on you kind of like feeling. And for instance, you might believe that like openly discussing issues is the best way to cope. After all, it worked for you it worked for your parents maybe it worked for your closest friends so why shouldn't it work let's say for like your partner or whoever you're talking to 
unless a particularly coping mechanism causes problems, and I mean preventing someone to live as a functioning human being in like everyday life, not hurting themselves or others, it's always better to leave them as they are and respect and accept people as they are, unless of course they're actually interested in changing for whatever reason, which brings me to my third point, and not just like for whatever reason, like they want to may be better and they recognize they need to change changing is part of life so i'm not against change but i'm saying if you were listening right now the key point in this is you are helping somebody which means you have to put yourself aside <laughs> so that's brings me to my third point which is uh venting versus asking for solutions you got to know the difference when you're helping somebody this is something that a lot of people struggle to understand or like accept. Not all people who come to you like talking about their problems are looking for solutions. <laughs> Sometimes they just want to do that and that's that's talk. This is probably cuz like you know life is stressful. We we they probably went through some easily avoidable misunderstandings that like frustrated them for the day and like it just led to just you know wild shenanigans we've all sat there we've all been and or listened to the person who is venting and you have to recognize in that vent what it is or, or am i gonna like just listen or am i gonna try to help so like when somebody comes knocking on your door and their mouth's full of complaints just listen to them carefully and try to guess if they're just venting or if they actually expect you to help them with their problems if you can't tell just ask them politely because you can't change someone who doesn't want to it's frustrating and it's pointless for both of you and if you think that venting is a waste of time just keep this in mind okay if you think that venting is a waste of time just keep this in mind helping others is about others that's right, that pauses on purpose. Helping others is about dot dot dot, fill in the blank, others. And what they need and want, not about you and your opinions, which again brings me to my following point, which is numero four, quattro, be <laughs> supportive without judging. There are two main reasons for this. First of all, if I feel judged by you, chances are I won't come and talk to you again about things that bother or preoccupy me. Parents should keep this in mind particularly because that is precisely how you estrange your kids from yourself without even realizing it. I've experienced it. I've noticed it. Second, and I've already mentioned other points, the more opinionated you are, the less able you are to see things from a different perspective. When helping others, you have to sort of divorce from yourself. You have to forget about what you already Know and picture in your mind how things might appear in another person's perspective. If you're too angry to your own point, own point of view, you won't be able to do this. And how do you do this? Brings me to my next point. Keep your emotions under control. Yes, it might be difficult. Yes, it might feel completely unnatural. Yes, it might take practice, but it's not impossible, I assure you. Beware, though. Keeping emotions under control doesn't mean repressing them it means watching them and assessing them and if you absolutely have to express them do so in a controlled way 
or with somebody else entirely. Pouring out all of your emotions on the person you're trying to help, especially if those emotions are anger, anxiety, disappointment, blame, shame, frustration, will only result in like the person you're trying to help now shying away from you because you're probably freaking that out. But um, it's not that you aren't allowed to have emotions. Don't, like, don't get me wrong. But you should learn how to and where it's okay to let off steam. It's in your best interest, really. My next point is compartmentalize. And that's an important skill to learn. If you want to become a functioning adult, like, yeah, dude, it's so important. So listen to this. First of all, you have to be conscious of your emotions, which is easier to do than you might think. The fun thing about emotions is that it's, as much as we try to hide or like suppress them, some part of our body always betrays them. Essentially, watch your own body and you'll be aware that you're of what you're feeling or that you're feeling something. And after this comes the hard part, assessing the situation, cooling down and putting any negative emotion in like a metaphorical box that you'll open later in a safe environment where you won't risk hurting someone. Some people find it helpful venting with trusted friends. Others pour out their negative emotions in art or physical activity like working out and stuff. Myself, I do both. I'm pretty balanced on that aspect. I'm either, if I'm stressing, the world's got me down, I am exercising a lot, or I am writing these episodes, and or doing both. Um, just find what works for you. Uh, one of my last advice for like naturally empathetic people is, and I speak from experience, learn to differentiate between your own emotions and those of others. The problem is that we tend to absorb others' emotions, which result in just pointlessly, unbearably stressful situations. Know your own limits, set boundaries, and always ask yourself, where do the emotions you're experiencing come from? And now, final point, right here on my notes, I got this, is uh, ask yourself, if you're the right person to help your friend, family member, or whatever. And I've left this point for last because it's probably the most difficult to deal with. I know for me, it's hard to accept we might not be the right person to help someone, especially if there's somebody that like we love. After all, if we're one of the individuals who care about them most, who better than us? Unfortunately, sometimes love, good intentions, and care aren't enough. And this can be particularly difficult to understand and accept between family members. <laughs> we don't get to choose our parents or children sometimes. It, it might be like their respective or our own respective personalities aren't fully compatible with the, them, which doesn't lessen the strength or importance of like affection you have for each other. Honestly, being able to recognize we're not helpful in a particular situation and looking for somebody else who could be without expressing blame, shame, 
or resentment is a huge demonstration of love and selflessness. That's what love is about, essentially. Giving our loved, cared for ones what they need and want, not what we think they should need and want. I know you're thinking, how, how do you tell the difference? And I'm going to tell you what, sometimes it's a difficult task. Sometimes it feels almost impossible. But my answer is simple, it's this, more often than not, you just have to pay attention. Avoid judging, maybe ask a few questions. Stay away, but help. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening.